0: You are listening to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, aka She. You can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into Be Simply. Welcome to Be Simply. This is a segment of Soul, Silence, and Sound, and I want to thank you For joining us today. And we're going to dive into radiating love, uh, building on our conversation from last week. Uh, There is this opportunity for each and every one of us to dive in beyond what we think we know, especially in the chamber of the heart. And more than not, At this point on planet Earth, there's a lot of confusion, as I mentioned. And there's been a lot of manipulation of what is. And we're really at this beautiful point that we don't need to worry or concern ourselves so much with what was. That can be potentially digested later. And when we're in a spiritual practice... It's important to stay in the present moment. We gather the past information because that allows us to understand maybe who we are in relationship to this moment. And as our awareness expands, we'll start to understand the eternal nature of our entire being. And as I mentioned last week, that there are a lot of uh you know, variations on records that really are really interpretations. And no matter if someone's trying to channel or it's a rewriting of history that is actually not even including everything that was. And this is why archaeology is really fascinating because you can start to get A glimpse of what was through what was there and if you look at the fossils and the pottery and the structures you can start to get a sense of what was available so even if you go and look at the hieroglyphics from Egypt you will start to see that there are indicators that there was technology that we don't have an account for in our books history books in certain ones because people have start to talk about it over and over in addition uh, sometimes those things are put away so it's important to understand that when we're looking especially from a spiritual practice at texts that we can start to even if the archaeology is available or the structures are available you can go there and see certain things, how they were constructed. And these are basic things that tell you a lot of information. And I might have shared this before, but when I was at the Acropolis, that's when I knew, I'm like, this did not happen the way I was just taught in architectural design school. So when that hits you, then you know, hmm. And I've had this discussion with professors at architecture schools and from here in california to ones in other places in the country and they have never actually visited these locations that they're teaching about and i'm like you gotta go because they'll know you'll know if you know how to build something you'll know that this isn't exactly how they they taught us so the reason i share this is because what happens is we're so quick you know the human being we humans here on planet earth are so quick to trust certain things because A, maybe we don't want to put the effort, maybe it's not our area of expertise. And so we just go with that. And then now we're in a very confusing time because so much is rapidly available via this technology that can be easily manipulated. And we saw a lot of this during this past few years where Uh, people are attempting to erase history, the hard part is whether that history is accurate or not, that actually makes it a little bit more difficult to discern what was. And so today, I really want to welcome you to be in your heart space and welcome you to start really tuning into all that is from that space and how you can hold yourself Uh, accountable to feel from that space and then actually bring that down to a granular rational objective relationship is also what can happen uh, for those that might enjoy going off into the sci-fi world or maybe the metaphysical world or the new age world or the biblical world or the torah world or uh, the buddhist world whatever it might be what can happen is the mind engages in a way that it creates story upon story upon story and the really the imaginative apparatus that we have in our mind is for creation problem solving and that is what feeds this ecosystem now the energies. On this planet, that like to manipulate that, don't realize how important it is. It's imperative that the human species is in that role of engagement, just as imperative as it is for bees to be doing their job, as ants are doing their job. No one is uh, greater than or less than, everyone has a very special role on this planet, within the ecosystem. And so when we get caught up in the lore and the ideas and the concepts, that can feed many things, that can feed your creation, but it also can uh, confuse this heart center. And I always encourage my clients and my students to A, know thyself, because that is the one being, you, that you are going to always be with. And when we have discernment, then we're able to navigate the sea that is eternal, that keeps flowing in and out of our being. And so I, one, want to encourage each and every one of you that is listening to this, And that has a practice or maybe just a curious onlooker or for other reasons that you might be listening to my words right now, I I really want to encourage you to start checking in with your heart and then no matter where your pathway is on feeding the spiritual aspect of self, and that's like the unexplainable. And if we don't take time to explore the unexplainable in a way that has checks and balances, this is why teachers are there to help guide, to keep the student grounded, to help them filter out the confusion that they might be perceiving. So I want to encourage each and every one of you to start to bring in this objectiveness and this heart energy into what you are potentially studying, reading, sitting with, uh, taking in on digital media, on the worldwide web, uh, and the etherical web, because that will start to give you uh, this checks and balances. In addition, how I always encourage everyone to make sure they truly understand their inner code of ethics. It's not something that has been written down and passed down On pieces of paper this is inside of you this is something that is deeply inside of you and sometimes more than not we evade that we might say yeah I know that but we don't really get deep with it and this is how even with one that is ready to uh, understand karma it'll open You know, even someone that's in a yogic practice or a meditative practice, it continues to open. But it takes patience, persistence, and a willingness to move beyond what one thinks one knows. And most of those like ahas are unexplainable to anyone other than your soul. This conversation between you, the divine, and your eternal expression. And so what I've noticed lately here on planet Earth, and then we're going to dive into love before we go into silence and sound, is that there's so much division because we are at that that final stage of watching uh, the Kali Yuga come to a, oh, just like a, a dissolving type energy, at least for some. And so as we are at this Threshold into the next, where we we really have to make a choice. Where we want to consciously weave our future. Do you want to constantly keep weaving into the darkness that has manipulated people for eons on this planet, beings, people, um, or do you want to consciously be part of the solution for what is yet to come? And that's where this radiating love is so important because right now as we have a society, a human society and a multi-species society that is not well, then it's like, ooh, well, what do we do when we want to get well? This day and age, people might eat good nutrition. They might go to a doctor. They might go to a medicine person. They might go to a wide variety of integrative health specialists. Yet, they don't oftentimes spend time really diving in to their soul, their spirit. They want the quick fix, and then they move on. And as I've mentioned, all healing is psycho-spiritual, because this is the eternal aspect of self that continues on. And right now... Uh, in our society that's why people are like I need to have boundaries you you cross my boundary <laughs> it's really very fascinating as an observer uh, even in my own life to observe when people do that uh, and what that is I noticed this in my private practice this is a language syntax that people use is that when someone puts a wall up that is a reflection that a they're injured And B, they're not ready to heal, and that's okay. And then C, they're not ready to be accountable for that, so they displace it on someone else. Now, for those that are suffering trauma, extreme trauma, yes, be in retreat with uh, at least a few people that can support you in that process. And bit by bit, you'll be able to return to the everyday life. And there's ways that you can uh, do that that don't have to be for decades on end. We've been conditioned to think that this has to be that way. And so as you start to, uh, or as you continue on, on your nourishment of your soul, whatever your faith is, that's your faith. But I encourage you to... Really sit with what's being reflected to you. And in that, does it sit well with your inner code of ethics? Does it sit well with your heart? Uh, Lately, I've been reading um, something that was given to me. I'm going to keep it very vague right now. Um, Just in honor of, you know, why I'm reading it. And, and who gave it to me. I want to be, just hold that in its own sacredness. Yet this is uh, a text that's been rewritten several times. Um, it doesn't include all the original texts. And some of you that know me, I might have heard me share this with you. What's curious to me is that it's actually very violent And now I understand, like, my former partner, because he would talk about this, like, fear of God. Um, And, yeah, it's very violent. So I keep reading because I want to understand this. But I want to encourage you, like, as I read, I'm like, "Mm, my heart is love. Like, I love humanity, and even if people have committed atrocities, I champion for their highest and best daily because that is what I feel and know to be the best solution. Uh, If we run around and keep segregating and keep telling people you're bad, you're good, and have all these terms and conditions, that's not going to help one another get well. And so sure, within this text that I'm reading, there are some beautiful, beautiful things. But then there's this underlying like energy that's really oppressive. And so this is where, as a society, this is personal for each and every person. And some people might need to be oppressed, meaning karmically, they're in a place where it's their destiny to learn what oppression means and to come completely out of that. So, but it's for each one of you to really understand what you're taking in, not only in uh, spiritual texts, but also in just general media. What type of engagement are you having and what are you wanting to share with the world around you? And so when you get to those core values and get deeper with those, because typically people's core values are something that builds the energy for self and others. And when we do that, we start to come back into a well society. So it's not so much the dependence on spiritual text. Sometimes that can guide us and give us information. But if it's pulling you into a place where you feel like you have a bunch of have-tos in order to be accepted, and this happens in secret societies this happens in uh lots of different organizations where you have to do certain things to belong this happens in relationships uh, where there's conditions that's why there's the talk on a lot of discussion around uh, that word narcissism again these conditions are oppression limiting the full potential of a relationship of a spiritual practice uh and again, when we go to the true nature of the humans on planet Earth, there is love, compassion, and joy. And that's why human life is so precious. Because not only do you have the power to imagine, you have the power and the responsibility to serve with that love and compassion. And if everyone moves from to this space that way, just being kind... The world starts to change. Yet what has happened until this point, I feel, is that people make little like, "Huh." Ah, I'll just allow them to be that way. I'll allow that to be because it's none of my business. But imagine if you start to aligning with other beings that don't oppress, don't Divide, Don't hold things only for the chosen few. Imagine if everyone can coexist and exchange ideas from a place of love. And so that is the opportunity. When the heart is open with love, you're no longer being hurt or offended. You're like, wait, I want to know. I want to know what you have to say. You're not speaking the same way I am, but I want to know. And that's why I'm reading this book, because I want to, I want to know. I'm actually familiar with it from my earlier years, not this version of it, but I want to know. And I'm not a, a young adult or child anymore, so I can read it with a different lens, fresh pair of eyes, so to speak, and it means something different. And that's the... Truth behind all spiritual texts is you keep reading sometimes the simplest things, and then they have a deeper meaning. So you can do this in your own personal spiritual practice where you are in this moment on planet earth. You can start to self-inquire. You can start to understand and get radically honest with yourself. So the key here is that when we identify our core values and hold ourselves accountable for those values, life starts to shift. And yes, relationships start to shift. People fall away because maybe there's not an alignment in this moment. It doesn't mean it's forever. It's not isolation. It's not making boundaries. It's just being in dynamic flow with who you are and where you're to serve and where you need to focus. So if we come to the point of love, radiating love, and really coming into a heart space where you open beyond the codependent love, beyond the emotional love, and you'll notice at this point, we're, we're really being encouraged to feel into things, which is awesome because people are opening up their heart center. They're starting to... Uh, move that energy that has held them back before here. They're learning to have emotions. They're learning to cry, be angry, all these things. And I want to remind everyone, all your emotions are valid. It's important to feel them, express them. And if you do them in little bites, then you'll have the opportunity to um, not have them build and build and build and get physically ill, mentally ill, emotionally ill, or spiritually ill. And so as we continue on this journey, then we can start right now, because if you, you just bring yourself into well practice saying, hey, I'm going to express my emotions as they arise, I'm going to use my voice, or I'm going to take some space to self-reflect and get radically honest and self-inquire, then I can get to this radiating of love. And then throughout your day, you'll have the ability to be open to people that might come at you in a way where they're pushing, you know, and you have that opportunity to open up and say, Hey, I want to know what you have to say. I want to hear your voice. I want, I want your perspective. You don't have to agree with it. You don't even have to understand it, but you can say, Hey, I want to know. And then from there, you can. Decide what you want to do with that. You can decide, like, oh, this person wants to have a conversation or nope. It's a pretty much the wall's up. And then from there, that's a point, you know, I'm sure everyone might have had an experience in this lifetime thus far where someone has put a wall up, walked away from you, or you've walked away from someone because you weren't ready to heal in that moment. And so that can give you a deeper perspective. Of like, wow, I'm not ready or they're not ready. I can just love them from here. I can pray for them however you wish to pray. And I don't have to impose anything on them. And as these veils continue to drop, we're going to need to do a lot more of this for people. Because they will be going through uh, cognitive dissonance. And that cognitive dissonance, when it impacts someone's faith, it's gonna we're gonna need to be tender with one another. We're gonna need to hug each other and say it's okay. What can we glean from this? What did you learn from this that serves your inner code of ethics? And I think that's why a lot of people do that. They'll like gleam like a quote or a proverb or, uh, I don't know, a prose. And then they'll share that, yet it's taken out of context. Our news does that all the time. They take it out of context, so it doesn't have a relationship. But if you take that seed and you develop a relationship with that concept and it's a benefit, remember karma, how we create merit in our daily life is by doing things that serve and are for the benefit. They Meaning that to the best of our knowledge within this moment, they will serve and juice up, not in a grasping way, but really serve like watering a plant or they will diminish. You know, it's like going and eating a bunch of sugar. That may be fun, <laughs> but it will conk you out <laughs> Uh, guaranteed, you know, so then it's like, how do I have a balance, you know, where the soil stays moist and the energy stays consistent. And this is our opportunity to do that with one another. So radiating love is the something that we can do every single day that we can say, Hmm, how does my spiritual aspect of self, my highest self, my wisdom keeper really want to exchange this energy of love because that is this unifying energy that exists in all of us. And this is the energy that is revered in the East, (laughs) the mother energy. And even though it's there, you know, the patriarch has impacted, it's revered and why, because it's the mother's energy that creates all of us. Good, bad, or indifferent, your mama gave you life and your papa, but your mama like held you in her womb and created a miracle inside of her body and you were born. That is a gift. That is a gift. No matter your perception of your mother, a beautiful, beautiful gift. So if we connect to that unconditional love that mothers are afforded, they may not always have the capacity to yield it, but they are afforded by being gifted the opportunity to be a mother, meaning every woman has this, capacity whether you choose to have children or not whether it's your destiny to have children or not every single one has it and guess what every male and female alike has the capacity to dance with it because they were in their mama's womb irregardless if your mom knew how to connect with it you have been touched by the radiating love and so as we go into the segment of silence with our random Rab falling towel, we're going to start to switch up our background track. I have an interview coming out with them this week. Side note. Um, I want to welcome you to be in this space of love. I want to welcome you to feel into what you imagine. And it's not really making it up because you already experienced it many times over. This radiating love energy, this just golden ember of dynamic, ever-flowing love that exists within you and around you everywhere. And then from there, I want you just just feel into how you would like to express that in the most humble, softest, subtlest, and self-aware way. Those words are really important as you harness that energy. Because that energy is so powerful that uh, it wants to invite you to know those words too. So with that being said, I want you to take a nice gentle breath in. And then exhale out. Again, inhale and exhale. One more inhale and exhale. Another one. Inhale. And exhale. Good. And then gently from there, breathing in and out. And I welcome you to use a focal point down in front of you as you sit in meditation, soft gaze. And follow your breath if you get distracted by thought. Just re-engage that focal point and the focus on the breath coming in and out of the body. So just gently, I welcome you to uh, just bring yourself into Shavasana, reclining completely flat on the floor or bed or sofa, and just lay with your back to that surface, palms face up, and then continue to follow your breath and receive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Taking a soft, gentle breath up into your heart center. And then exhale out. Again, inhale. And exhale. Good, again, inhale. And exhale. And then gently from there, just bringing your attention to the heart center and expressing just some love and kindness for yourself and gratitude for all aspects of self. taking another deep breath in. And out. Again, inhale, and exhale. One more inhale, and exhale, and then gently from there, Sending out some love and compassion out beyond here to a person, people, and or place that you feel it might be needed, wanted, and welcomed. Another deep breath in and out. Again, inhale and exhale. And then gently from there, welcoming you just to feel into that heart center, to feel into how you can radiate love when you have the capacity to do that, and where you feel inclined to radiate that love. And gently from there, you might observe the shifts around you, the kindness that emerges from other people's hearts when they feel that frequency from you. And as you explore this aspect of yourself and this relationship with the unexplainable, You can place the word on it. You can use, utilize that relationship to deepen your faith, to deepen your understanding of the path you've chosen and deepen your relationship with humanity at large. And then to remember as we continue to emerge as a humanity that that soft gaze and gentle humbleness that is an ally to all of us, will assist you in seeing what is And if inspired, rather than segregate, divide, open your heart and your mind to one another, and share a little laughter, a warm hug, an ear that rests in equanimity a ear that wants to listen for the benefit of listening and from me to you may each and every one of you remember now or in the near future that you are divine love aham prema you are an expression of radiant love. Until next time, this is Suzanne, aka She, signing out with a full heart, a soft gaze, a deep bow, and a namaste. Be simply. We
1: speak, we aim to please, dress our words up to the hopes to impress. God forbid they disagree, or maybe they just don't. Don't let it cause you stress Cause you got a little secret for you Just feel, keep it local, keep it real. Don't tell me what they wanna hear. Just tell me how you feel. Don't think. Just feel, keep it local, keep it real. Don't tell me what they wanna hear. Just tell me how you feel. Don't think. Just feel, keep it.